Welcome to Brews Rock. We're Chuck Mountain, a band nestled in the beautiful beer country of North Carolina. Each week, we pick brewers' minds about their brewing philosophy and pick up tricks to bring new life to your home brew. We played at countless breweries and decided it was about time to learn how to craft our own. Welcome to Brews Rock, your backstage pass to discovering the stories behind your favorite brews. Each Friday, we're bringing you inside the industry to learn more about how our favorite beverages are made and inspire you to be part of this incredible community. This week, we're brewing up something special for you, a behind-the-scenes look at what a brew day sounds like. We teamed up with Eric from Little Oblivion Brewing in Graham to create Chuck Shine, a hazy pale ale that pairs perfectly with Chuck Mountain's latest single, Moonshine out now on Spotify. And it's not all business, of course. Bro got a serious arm workout, and we learned that finding the perfect water chemistry is a lot like having a nice hot bath. Stick around to the end, where we talk to some of our buds about their impression of Chuck Shine. And if you're in the triad, get out and grab a pint of your own. Let's dive in. Cool, yeah, so this, um, this recipe, typical of like an East Coast pale, like a hazy or a whatever you want to call them now, your chloride and sulfates are where they want to be for like an East Coast water profile. Bring out the, the juicy sides of the hops, a little bit of malt balance, but not much. And then there's a fair amount of wheat in this brew to make it hazy. Then we've got a good amount of baseball and a couple pounds of rice hulls to keep it loose. And then, yeah, a little Vienna malt, and that's pretty much it. We're going to bitter with Magnum, and then we're going to go all Galaxy for finishing. And then we're going to dry hop everything with Galaxy also. Sweet. Should be a fun beer. Should be really tasty. So sweet. Yeah. I'm awesome. awesome. Right on. Right on indeed, Eric. So here's the lowdown about what's about to happen. We're on a crunch time and need to get this beer brewed in three weeks. So finding the perfect recipe was key. We all know about the basics of beer, malt, yeast, hops, but what about the rest? Let's see what Eric has to say about the biggest ingredient in beer, water. Is this is your chlorides, your sulfates, your... All the chemicals, well, it's water salts is what it is. A little Epsom salt in there. A little Epsom salt in there, a little table salt in there. In case you want to get in there and work your joints That's out. right, man. Yeah. You take a soak. Yeah. You say. It's going to be warm in there. So this will be the right, so this is the return, like it'll, the yeah, cycle so is? this is, this side moves water from here, and this side is recirculating yeah. through here. Cool. And there's a little element down there so we can regulate the temp of the mash, keep it where we want it. All right, now for my favorite part, it's mastering time, baby. You said do five and then hold on? Yeah, off? five or so and then give it a good stir. Just stir in a figure eight too. You can be vigorous with it. Yeah. What you're trying to do is break up any grain clumps. Heard. Gotta watch out for these class fours around here. There's only like 50 more pounds of grain to get, so you're good. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. Keep working those shoulders, man. Yeah, get in there. Come on, man. You won't be sore today. Yeah, brewing is like this glamorous thing where really you're just a fucking janitor. Every brewer will tell you that. Like they get all, they're the ones that get all the glory and all the conferences and stuff. Really, it's like the seller guys are the real stars. 
So yeah, I'm just gonna check pH right now in the mash. And all I'm trying to do is make sure it's between 5.2 and 5.5, which is what they call the brewer's window. That's where your grain is gonna get the most conversion. So oh yeah, I'm exactly where I wanna be. First couple of brews weren't always that easy, but yeah, we've pretty much got this dialed in by now. I mean, we're so almost the 70 batches in. Like so, if it was off, like how would you change it? I would adjust it with probably a little, uh, either a, a base or an acid of some kind, depending on which way I needed it to go. Uh, you typically, got that in your arsenal back there? Yeah, yeah, there's some lactic acid back there if I need it, or some kind of chlorides and all kinds of stuff back there that you can adjust with, some sulfates. Just bring it to where you need it to be, but nearly 70 batches in now, it's kind of, kind of know where <laughs> we want our water chemistry to be for beer. So copy that, mimic that every time, and it seems to be successful. So I'm gonna keep trying it. Keep doing it. Yeah, that's what's up. Ain't broke, yeah. don't fix it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so this is just a mash out. So we're gonna raise the temp of the mash slowly to make it a little thinner and easier to run off into the kettle. About 15 minutes, we're gonna raise it about 13 degrees. That's all there is to that. There goes the timer. When it comes to hazies, water chemistry does a lot of heavy lifting to create a balanced brew. Eric mentioned the brewer's window, which is 5.2 to 5.6 on the pH scale. That low pH is what gives a hazy pale ale its signature crispiness, but also helps bring out that hop flavor and chills out the bitterness. Cool, right? Oops, and eating the most important <laughs> part. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Uh, yeah, so basically what we're going to do now is we're going to start rinsing the hot water from the hot liquor tank across the top of the grain bed, pushing all that sugar we've extracted out of the grain into the kettle. Yeah, we're gonna go from there. We're gonna add some more water salts to it. Just give it a little bit of a pH adjustment right here. And so uh, are we gonna like watch this and when it turns clear, that's when we're at, like transferring over? Yeah, so I'm gonna open a valve and that's gonna get vacuumed out of there basically. And then what we'll do is you'll be able to see it coming through this side glass down here. Okay, that one, yeah. gotcha. So when it comes through, does it pour out the top? And then- Yeah, if you wanna come over here and get, a, get yeah, some footage yeah. of the first runnings. Cool runnings. I'm gonna get behind you. Okay, get behind there. Oh, so it'll be coming out of this guy right here. Oh, okay. What's, here, do you want... what's this? So that's the heating element for the, for the kettle. So this is a calandria style heating element, which means it basically boils, draws it in from oh, the bottom, video. boils it, and kicks it out of the top, out of the oh, stand. It's gonna get violent later, baby. it's pretty cool. Get violent. So you ready? Oh, yes. Yeah, ready. <laughs> there it is. It's going down that hole. Oh, oh that hole's. There for you your cheese. Hey, yeah, pretty cool. So that's it. Um, I'm gonna turn the hot water on right here. It may spray just a little bit, but use caution. Basically, what we'll do is we'll dial it down to about like, about like that. Just a drizzle. Yeah, just let it drizzle a little bit, and then we'll uh, we'll get our salts in. Get this loose. Yeah, this is exactly like a running a bath. Get my salts in there. Let it drizzle. Oh, this would be a great shower head, wouldn't it? Basically, all I'm gonna do is put this under where like most of the water is gonna hit it. There we go. And that's just now we're sparging. Happens. We're sparging, baby. Now we're sparging. Well, Why do they call it sparging? Know, that's some German shit, man. <laughs> sparging actually comes from a Latin word that I won't try to pronounce, but it means to sprinkle and was later adopted into Old English. So sorry, Germany, this one is ours. If you remember our cow metaphor from our Joy Muggers episode, this is the part where we sprinkle water over the mash to rinse all those tasty sugars for our yeast cows to eat during fermentation. More sugar equals happier cows that make more alcohol. Sounds like a win to me. So this might be a silly question, but uh, what is all this foam on the top? Is that no, just the protein? Yeah. yeah, it's protein break. 
Yeah, so as liquid heats, this liquid heats up, protein will start to separate from the liquid and it's a long chain, so it kind of binds together, links together. That's why you get that mass on the top. And then as it starts to boil, you'll start to see it clump up and break down and then it'll saturate and soak to the bottom. That's there bubbles. we go. What do we got there, 206? Yeah, it's coming on up. We'll wait until it gets a little more bigger than that, but then we can add the hops. Oh, I'm cool. ready. Yeah, he's got ready to drop, man, a bit right now. All right, man, we can, we can add the hops now. Go All for right. it. Yeah. So we're adding hops. You add both of these? Yep, you're good, right in there. You said this is at the end? Yeah, that's right at the end. That's there it. you go, man. That's it, that's the excitement. Whoa. Just coming up to a boil. Wait a minute, hold on. That's it. Yeah, in 40 minutes, we'll start We'll start oh, the whirlpool to sterilize the uh, pump and stuff. But oh, they just break down. Yeah, right they just away. break super fast. Dang, it's turning into like green, weird green sludge. We came, we hopped, we sparged. And that was it for our brew day with Eric. All the rest of the fermentation fun happened over the following three weeks while we patiently waited to get our first sip. Finally, release day came and we took over Little Oblivion's taps for the night. Stay tuned for a few live reviews from that night, but first, here's our final chat with Eric about our creation, Chuck Shine. All right, so All right, if you're gonna run us through, like, we've never tasted this. Like, before. you've never tasted this beer yeah. before. Yes. So these, the, the tasting sheet to me is a little backwards. Like, aroma and appearance, to me, I'm always gonna look at it before I smell it. Mm -hmm. Like, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold it up to the light, I'm gonna see how hazy it is, I'm gonna give it a light swirl in the glass and see what kind of foam it produces. Mm -hmm. And then I can kind of say like, okay, cool. It's, I'm gonna call this a hazy beer. I can't see through. It's not a, you know, it's not opaque hazy, but it's definitely hazy. You can see the foam formation on the top. You can see how it laces up on the on the glassware. Oh. You kind of get a sense of what you're getting into here, with, just by looking at it. Yeah. And then after swirling it, give it a quick sniff. See what you pick up right away. Like, citrus. Everybody's different, so I'm not gonna say what I get because you might get something different that I don't want to. I get the hops though. Put in your brain. Yeah. I get definitely, the hoppy. It's definitely hop forward. I get the and citrus, citrus, and I've got a, I've got the the funk right now. Oh yeah. So I'm reaching, but. So when I get the funk like that, oh, citrus is the only thing I can get out of beers. Yeah. yeah. I, I get the hops. <laughs> I get the, the citrus for sure. Yeah. So in these hops, it's it's funny because we always talk about, like when you taste a beer, like, people say citrusy, but are you getting like orange or grapefruit or lime or are you getting like the juice or the pith or the zest, you know, what are you getting out of yeah. it? Is it like a bitter end of citrus? Is it, they're so like. I think it's more on the grapefruit. Yeah. How's, yeah, lemon, grapefruit. I get like right up front, I got pineapple. Like pineapple? tropical fruit and pineapple. Oh yeah. I, and then I, I get a little bit get of a- um, mango. Yeah, I definitely get mango, lime. And then I get a little hint of peach right at the very, almost like peach skin. Not necessarily like ripe peach, but like yeah. a little sort of like peach skin. And then a little bit of pine. That's gonna be happening was, once in a while. I was too. trying to figure out because I smelled something that's a little more earthy. That's not that citrus. Yeah. But the pine that that makes that, sense. It's got to be it, right? Like, and it's almost like a it little going. like champagne. -y. Ah, right on. Cool. I know that the malt does part, but like the hops are adding all that citrusy side, right? Yeah. So the three things that are gonna impart flavor in beer are gonna be the hops, mostly in this style of beer, the yeast in Belgian styles especially, mm -hmm. and then the malt, depending on how complicated your bill is it's pretty simple it's mostly wheat and standard brewers two row base malt so in the Quebec yeast I mean just because that's a newer one around yeah. like what kind of flavors does that one put off like, it doesn't it's it's basically a neutral flavor okay. producer and it, it'll ferment at warmer temperatures like unlike like a Belgian yeast at a warmer temp will get more of like that banana sort of 
those high estery sort of notes coming out where like Kavike, it doesn't care how warm it is. It's going to ferment clean most of the time. Mm -hmm. I haven't come across it where it hasn't, but mm -hmm. the yeast isn't really contributing to this beer very much, Dang. but it dried it out. I mean, the yeast, the, what the yeast did is it took a lot of the malt flavors out of the way, a lot of that residual sugar out of the way. So now the hops are shining through. Yes. It's like just slightly out of balance towards the hops, which is what you want in the style yeah. of beer anyway. We were talking about the double IPAs and how it's like you're just adding more and more malt to make more sugars in it. Mm -hmm. Like this does not taste sweet. Right. Like, like I, I love a double IPA just because it is kind of sweet and it chills those hops, yeah. like the bitterness out. But it's has like the bitterness that I want. Out of yeah, it. but it's not out of balance either. Like it's no. just slightly leaning that way. Yeah. For me anyway. Yeah, me too. Um, and this fermented really dry too. I think it went down to like 10 double four. So like we're we're pretty dry, which is yeah. the malt's getting out of the way at that point. Ten double O four. Yeah. What does that mean? So like distilled water is at one point zero 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 zero. So this started at around ten fifty five. So that's the weight of the density of the liquid, the sugar, mm -hmm. and the yeast took it down to ten double O four. So it took it down fifty one mm -hmm. points right. of Brewer's talk for I don't know. Some people measure it in different scales, but I always use the the gravity scale. Mm -hmm. um, it's just easier for what I've learned and how I've known how to do it. Some people use bricks. Right. Just be like, oh, we started at 12 bricks and now it's down to three bricks or, you know, I've whatever they the want to say. Too. I don't know. I don't use bricks, so. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but you have so many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, <there's laughs> so, yeah so that's kind of where, that's kind of why we're getting that, like not sweet, because it did dry out quite a bit. The yeast yeah. took care of most of the residual. There's not a lot of residual built into this beer anyway. Mm -hmm. Like there's not caramelized malts, anything that's, or there's no melanoid malts. There's nothing that's gonna contribute to the mouthfeel or the body or the sugars that remain. That yeast really will leave alone mostly. They'll go for the easy stuff, mm -hmm. which is what we have in this beer. So we were listening to a little bit of the audio that we got last night of brew day, and there was a point where we were adding like Epsom salt, table salt. Oh, sure. What does that do to kind of is that conditioning the, the flavor? Water or is yeah. that some of it's water conditioning, some of it's um, for yeast health, mm -hmm. some of it's for pH. So it's like you're, you're making water hardness or, or softness, mm -hmm. um, adjusting pH to where you want it. So you're getting the extracted flavors that you want. Uh, you're getting in the brewer's window, which is like 5.2 pH to 5.5. You want to fall right in there. That's your best chance for extraction. Drawing the starches out of the, of, of the malt and then start, you know, for conversion into sugar at those temperatures. Yeah. And that you're, for what you're doing is like creating that environment where it's easy for the sugars to be removed and then making them available for the yeast and then adding minerals and things that yeast thrive on to give them health. So there's a, there's a lot of reasons to do the water thing. Part of it is just to just hit that pH window where you yeah. want. So. I know with like cooking and baking, even the salt, can like balance flavors. It can cut kind of that acidic or bitterness. So I didn't know if that had anything yeah, to do of, with yeah, like some flavoring. of it's for water hardness, some of it's for water softness, you know, for texture in the finished beer. Yeah, some of it's that yeah. too. Cool. Yeah, there's a lot. Water is such a complicated it's crazy. part of brewing and people yeah. kind of overlook it. And it's, I mean, think about what we're drinking right here. It's 5.5% alcohol and the rest is, guess what? Yeah, water. it's just water. So. So it's a health food. Yeah. So we talked about appearance, aroma, flavor, and then the mouthfeel. This one, considering it is a hazy, because I know sometimes hazies are real creamy. Yeah. And this one doesn't feel super, super creamy. It doesn't. I, I'm right there with you. And I kind of thought that was cool about this beer. It's so drinkable. Like people mm -hmm. complain about hazies. People that don't really like hazies complain about hazies that yeah. they're just a little too dense on the palate. 
which I think this one cleans off nicely. It just makes me want to drink more of it, yeah. which yeah. is cool. Um, you know, I, I thought it had a good full mouth feel, but then the carbonation helped, and then the dryness of the finish helped too. Yeah. So. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. It's it's not sticking around. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah, and some of those big milkshake IPAs and stuff like that that are super hazy and dense. That's what people are talking about when they're like, "Oh, it's a little thick or whatever." Yeah. Yeah. The more I get into it, I've noticed this. Every time I drink one, like I'll get like halfway through it, and then I start getting a smoky flavor. Hmm. Like what? What I is? What that would that too. come? Yeah. Sometimes that, that's from our brew system. Sometimes it causes a little bit of a smoky element in the beer. And it's because of the element that we have in there. Remember, like that recirculation oh, okay. element. Mm. It's, it, sometimes it gets a little bit of a char on the, you know, but could be from cool. the last beer yeah. that I brewed. Stuck a little bit of it stuck to the element. I don't know. It's almost kind of like that mezcali smoke. Yeah. It's not yeah. like a bourbon barrel smoke. Yeah, it's definitely not something I enjoy when I find it too heavily in yeah. some of our beers. Like in this beer, it hides really well. This is nice. Um, that's one of the flaws with our brew system. I feel is that it can scorch wort pretty easily, and just mm. a little bit of scorch can really. Yeah, you know, really add a it lot. would be considered an off flavor to be honest yeah. with you, but no, I yeah. I like it. I'm a big mezcal person. I like that yeah, smoke. I like the smoky as, part. If it's you. well balanced, and I feel like this is crisp and yeah. citrusy enough to where like that little hint little, of yeah, a little, little something in there. Smoke little is something, like something. yeah. And most people wouldn't even pick up on that. Yeah. That's wild that you guys did. I mean, it's always it's coming like subtle. halfway through. Yeah, like it's like after, after your palate it, adjusts to yeah, it's like maybe it warms up a little bit. It has to get shocked real quick, and then and then once like I'm like halfway through, I'm like. I'm like, oh, because I, I keep, re- I, I, it's something I want to keep asking you about. Yeah, yeah. like, I'm like. And in all honesty, I'm trying to get rid of it out of our beers. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. fighting that system every time I brew, like, putting down the element power a little bit more, but still trying to get to a, ba- you know, a boil fast enough, a reasonably enough time. So, yeah. it's a pain for me. But yeah. Dang, some of the beers come out, like, most of the dark beers, you're never going to find it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you expect But in that. a lighter bodied, lighter colored beer, you're de- it's definitely going to be something you're going to pick up on. So that's yeah. just from the element. That's crazy. I, I thought yeah. it was something magical. You no, I know. I wish it was that easy. <laughs> You're like, ooh, a little extra. Let's see if they find this in there. So we also were talking about this beer came out. We were like, let's try to rush and make one in the style of moonshine. And it came out tasting like something we've never tried before. Right like, on. if you were to describe what this style of beer would be closest to, what would you try to describe it to people as? Well, because outside. of the, the way that it's hopped and the way that the malt and the alcohol level in it, I would call it a hazy pale ale. Yeah. Then when I tasted it, I'm like, wow, this is more of like an extra pale ale, but a hazy version of an extra pale. Hazy because extra it's body, pale. but there's no such thing as a hazy extra pale. There like, was there, there was no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. Now there is. I'm going to write somebody a letter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, I guess that's probably what I would describe it as, like, it drinks like an extra pale. It's dry, it's clean, the hop shine through, the malt gets out of the way. But then you got this haze that kind of gives a little extra fullness. Yeah. You know, I don't know how to describe it. I mean, it's borderline hazy IPA. Yeah. But the, I mean, ABV of it is low enough that it's still in that pale ale range sort of thing. If we crank this up to like seven, I'd just hazy. call it a hazy, hazy IPA. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good beer. Hazy I'm adjacent. I'm that you said Yeah, hazy adjacent. <laughs> hazy adjacent. Uh, yeah. I'm sad that you said that. That's the last keg. Yeah. Well, I just put the last keg under there. The one that's on. Yeah. Um, maybe half full or whatever. And then as I was like filling spots and getting some more room for other storage, I put the last one under there today. 
I love, I love how like. Well, no, it's not the last one because. Um, oh, Crash Jeff's City. Jeff's got, yeah, got one over there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember now. <laughs> so no, there is that cool. one for. Is that this week then? Yeah. yeah. Right on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we should. I mean, I'm sure we'll blow it. Like, cool. Yeah. I mean, because we blew one and a half here, right? Yeah. Right, we like, went through about a keg and a half that first night. Yeah. That's just good. I'm it's just crazy. It's so it's funny, like making these beers and people are like, something like that. Yeah. People want to try all these different beers that we've been making. And we're like, sorry, it's sold out. Yeah, like, right? it's, sorry, it's no good. It's gone. But you, you gotta know? get it. Yeah. But, but that's the cool thing about doing such a small batch too. It's oh, like, for sure. It's a little bit of a test market. You get like a small thing. If it sells, that's sick. Let's yeah. brew some more. I agree. If it doesn't, it's not a huge loss. Yeah, I would love to bring this beer back yeah. again after this batch runs out at some point. I've yeah. got to another hazy it. I got to get back on that people are demanding. So, hey, yeah. but after that, I might flop back and do this one again. Yeah. Because it's just such oh, a fun beer to make. make and being so extra, quick, too. Extra, ba- extra pale ale. Is that what you said? Extra yeah. pale? Like hazy we make extra a, pale? A ha- like that's the goal is to what? make the extra hazy pale ale. Extra hazy PA. Hazy extra pale. I don't know what, yeah, what we're going to well, call it, but we're going to figure this we'll out. We'll get to the marketing yeah. team. We'll talk about Every it. Every time you guys release a song, we should just make this beer and just call it something different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we have a song that we haven't recorded yet, but we definitely need to. Uh, it's called Mary, which oh. is about our friend. And uh, I think that that would be cool, trying to make it like super, like super haze, but then add some interesting flavors then too a fruited extra hazy pale ale a fruited extra hazy pale ale yeah i'd be fun i I mean just doing weird things you know i'm into it. that's what we're all about i mean we make one barrel at a time yeah it's the worst that happens we have five k five sixels five six sixels of it (laughs) big deal Man. And we'll always try to buy one off you anyway. So. Yeah, yeah, I know. We can always <laughs> that. Hopefully it turns out drinkable. That's yeah. the only thing. Yeah. I mean, like, it's like it's like making a grilled cheese. Even crappy grilled cheese is still, it's still pretty, pretty good. Grilled cheese. Grilled cheese. Oh, yeah. Hey, my Johnny Crapple seed is pretty good. Like, Johnny my, Crapple my seed. My homebrew, that's not good, but <laughs> I love that. I love it's that good thing. enough to drink. <laughs> now let's hear from a couple of friends what they thought about Chuck Shine. So I'm here with Todd. He's one of our fans, comes to a lot of our shows. Mm-hmm. So you got the Chuck Shine here at Little Oblivion. What do you think? I like it. It's crisp. It's got a little bit of a bite to it, but it's not overpowering. The color is beautiful. It just jumps out at you. Yeah. I mean, I know that sounds like a silly thing to talk about with a beer, but... But it really does. It, it really does. It jumps out at you. It's, it's a great-looking beer. You know, it's... Nice and refreshing, and you feel like you can have more than one without, you know, feeling like you got to go to bed. In, indeed. There's not really any sort of discernible aftertaste, yeah. at least that I get at all. And sometimes with these, you, you can get a little bit of a... That funky kind of Kind of a little bit of a kickback taste to it that isn't always necessarily bad, but sometimes it isn't good either. That's but, the best uh, thing. Eric, the uh, owner and brewer, yeah. he used to run the um, sensory program for Pony Source. Okay. And so he's really on top of, like, keeping all that stuff going. Awesome. Yeah. No, I mean, and it shows. Yeah, it really does. This is a winner. I like it. I do, too. So I'm sitting here with Jessie Dunks, another great artist from Greensboro. Who kills it in the music scene. And she's sitting here drinking a Chuck Shine at Little Oblivion. What do you think about it? All right. So my review on the beer, it's light, crushable, great flavor profile. Um, I think my favorite thing about it is its drinkability. The hoppiness, haziness doesn't give you any type of 
like phlegmy kind of uh, in the back of your throat kind yeah. of taste. Yeah. And that's why I really like it. I'm yeah. very impressed for sure. It's so good. Yeah. Flavor's great. Lightness is great. What percentage is that? I didn't like 5.5. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great middle of the road beer. It's with good summer beer, too. Absolutely. Could have more than one without feeling bad. And... Exactly. Yeah. I, I agree. So I'm going to go uh, sit on like a beach and fish. Yeah. 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 Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode and a big thank you to Eric from Little Oblivion for this delicious beer. Brewing in three weeks is a huge challenge, but I think we knocked it out of the park, right? Absolutely. Hazy, crisp, and crushable. What more could you want in Hazy Pale Ale? Or was it a Hazy Extra Pale? Whatever we end up calling it, I'll go for another round when it comes back. Eric, sign me up for a keg. Until next time, tip your bartenders. Cheers. Cheers.